This is Fred Rachani and Scott Anderson of TSC News. We are here, an action-packed 30 minutes here to recap WWE Hell in a Cell live right here on YouTube, TSC News. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, you name it. And man, oh man, we had a triple main event. Three Hell in a Cell matches, each unique from each other. Pretty damn good. Although, once again, we had a WWE pay-per-view go unnecessarily long i mean this show just ended what, like five ten minutes ago good god i still gotta watch the walking dead i still gotta catch up on the eagles cowboys game i still gotta watch episode five of westworld i still got work tomorrow i got a lot to do scott but i think this show delivered a little bit of a flat ending which we'll get to in a second what did you think about hell in a cell dude First off, you forgot the World Series, right? That's like that's more history right now than most of those other things you uh, you were you mentioned. That's right, so. the World Series, Gotta, Holy Doodle Squad, yeah, Cubs man. and Indians, yeah. Come on, uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it delivered. It was decent pay per view, no doubt. Uh, you know, triple main event when you have three matches spread out doesn't really qualify as a main event, but you know we know what they mean. Ending definitely was a little flat, a little odd. Um, seemed kind of rushed. I mean. You know, we'll get to the finish. I think it was kind of a botched finish a little bit. Um, you know, when, when the pin happened, it looked kind of weird as well. But, you know, it is what it is. Why they keep doing this, I don't know. Maybe they're going to have like an Inferno match next or something oh, because God. it's kind of odd at this point. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, there were some good there were some good moments. There were some bad moments. Unfortunately, RIP to the Cruiserweight division, but that's a whole nother subject. That's a hot take and, uh, right there. My hand is yeah. burning right now from this hot take, which we will get to. But let's get to the main event. Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair actually headlined this show. It sucks that they didn't actually promote it as the main event ahead of time. Reportedly, Vince McMahon was flip-flopping back and forth. Damn it, should I have the women main event or not? And he ended up deciding the women should main event, which is great. But guess what? They didn't promote it at all. They said it was one of the main events. Think about how much press they would have gotten if this was promoted as the main event. But nonetheless... Well, well, they did, and then it got deleted off Twitter. Yeah, Foley that, that, did do it, and then it yeah, got deleted. Yeah, then, then so. he edited his Facebook post, and there was yeah. this controversy, but... These two women brought it tonight. It was one hell of a match, but the beginning and the end, I was not the biggest fan of. You see, we started off with both women making grand entrances. Uh, Charlotte Flair kind of made that macho king, the King Haku type oh, yes. entrance where uh, these dudes were carrying her on this throne and she's posing and, and she looked great and she had this nice robe. And then Charlotte, or excuse me, Sasha Banks came out with the Escalade, and she had her security crew, and the crowd went nuts, and it's her hometown of Boston. Well, her other hometown of Boston, I think she's originally from Iowa or some random state like that. It, it was her NXT Brooklyn um, entrance. Yeah, her, it was, it was, pre it was, it was it, pretty yeah. cool, and she came out. They did the intros and everything. The cell was being lowered. Both women sold the, the fear of, of the demonic structure that's known as Hell in a Cell, and Charlotte knocks down Sasha as the cage is still being lowered. And some people thought this was corny. I was actually legit terrified for Sasha because I don't well, know when if you guys remember. When she threw Sasha out of the ring, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if you remember this, okay? A, a few years ago, Seth Rollins like went to interfere in some cage match, and he almost got impaled by the cage. Yeah, the spikes. He like looked up or something at the last second, yeah. Yeah, 
Not so good. I, so I was afraid, like, oh my god, Sasha Banks's arm is getting impaled or something. <laughs> Luckily, they stopped lowering the cell. They brawled in the crowd all over the TD Garden. Sasha Banks and Charlotte climbed the cell. Charlotte got knocked down. And then while Sasha was still on the cell, Charlotte picks her up, power bombs her off of the cell wall, through the table. I didn't think that was too bad of a bump because that table was clearly gimmicked. Which well, again, yeah, in, in the spot, though, was yeah. a little messed up, too, because Sasha had to try to climb down a little bit to get in this uh, Charlotte's arms. She did, but remember, I, thought, yeah. I thought it was pretty it was, good. It was okay, yeah. Yeah, and she was selling her back. Of course, she had a real-life back injury, and, and they're doing the whole stretcher job. This went on forever. And then they were about to announce, due to forfeit, Charlotte is the new women's champion, but Sasha got off the stretcher and started brawling. Magically, she was healed. Now, throughout the match, she sold her back. Throughout the match, both women were pretty damn good at selling, but that beginning was kind of wacky. And I know a couple years ago, Ambrose and Rollins did the double bump through the tables uh, thing at the beginning and you I know, with the stretcher that, job, bro. but I really think it would have been more effective if they did this here. Just have the, the double tables or, or fall through the same table, whatever. Both women are knocked out. The, the referee is about to announce that this is a uh, no contest. And then both women get up and start brawling like crazy. And they want to win this so badly. And they want to make history so badly. I think that would have been a more effective story than just Sasha Banks being down. And then magically, oh my god. It's like she's Popeye with the spinach. And I, know, I know it's a dated reference for some people. But um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, what's, what's a more relevant reference these days for kids? Well, it just it would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, that's just okay. no other way to put it. It yeah. just would have been that's old school. Would have been cool. They're yes, I agree with you. That exactly. Been good. They, they take the spinach or whatever, or you know, a rod back in the day shooting the HGH and bam, oh, you know, that, ready. Even that's an outdated reference. That actually point. that is, yeah, because a rods are tired now. Damn, what's a, what's a good reference? Okay, kids, it's like taking your old I'm crappy a, car and, and adding like a new engine or something. All right, it's like she magically just healed up. It's it's crazy. And look, there was a similar spot. Years ago, with Daniel Bryan in the main event of WrestleMania 30, where the crowd went nuts, he came off the stretcher, finished the match, won the world title. But that was towards the end of the match, and he still had two other competitors in Batista and Randy Orton. This is the beginning. Yeah, the match wasn't about to be called over either. Yeah, th- yeah, exactly. This was just kind of wonky. So anyway, they were brawling. Uh, a lot of crazy spots in this match. There was a monkey flip by Charlotte. Sasha landed back first into the cell and landed on her head and neck on the floor. My God, we've talked about this before. I respect the hell out of Sasha Banks. This is not me being like, oh, no, I'm, I'm scared to see women wrestle. No, no, no. Okay, this is just me watching a small human being with a small frame take relatively big bumps for her small frame, which could, in turn, shorten her career. And dare I say, her life. Please see my previous Twitter comments about that, and you'll understand. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's it's just yeah, it's scary when you when you watch Sasha Banks. It's just scary because you never well, know. She, she when did the dive as well. Bump. You never know when it's gonna be her last bump, and they always no. say, "Oh, her, her hero is Eddie Guerrero." Look, I love Eddie Guerrero. I loved watching him as a kid. All right, but a uh, lot of what Eddie Guerrero yeah. did in the ring is the reason he's no longer here. Yes. Not, okay, now he's not, he wasn't as crazy as, say, Jeff Hardy is, okay, or, or, or Matt Hardy or whatever with the bumps he, he took, but I'm just saying, okay, bad bumps, bad injuries, you know, equal painkillers, equal rehab, equal 
uh, a lot of things. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate the effort both women put forth tonight. But my God, I just hope, I just hope that Sasha Banks or somebody could sit her down and just be like, "Listen, this is great. In big matches like this, all right, you can make the exception. You can take the bumps. You've made your name. You proved that you can get over. Okay, you've proved." that you can get over and that you were over enough to main event a pay-per-view and have a big spot at WrestleMania. But now, when it's a Raw match, a SmackDown match, a house show match, a random pay-per-view match, tone it down. Tell the story in the ring. You don't need the high spots to tell your story. But anyway, this well, is a wild thing, match. You know, well, look, that's the thing. You know, we see this on TV, you know, twice a week. Well, you know, twice a week when there's a pay-per-view. But, yeah, you got three house shows a weekend as well. So, I mean, she's doing that. You know, you would not every single bump, but you would assume she's doing, what, 40, even 30% of them three nights a week. I mean, that's going to take her toll. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and she, her, her and Charlotte beat the hell out of each other. They used steel oh, chairs. Yeah. They, had, they had the monkey flip, as I mentioned. They, table spots. They, they the table spots. No so, ladders though. Kind of depressing. D- dude, don't give my don't give Sasha ideas, please. There were so many yeah. people that were that were tweeting me like, "Oh, what if Sasha falls off the cell? What if Sasha does a frog splash off the cell?" I'm like, I, "Are you trying to give this idea this woman ideas know, to well, further kill herself?" My well, God, you, I don't remember the cage always having the holes in it. So when you see that, you kind of start to wonder. Wonder what? It's you for know, the cameras. It, yeah, not not all the way up top. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not like TNA. A few years I mean, ago, I, T- when TNA yeah. had uh, their lockdown pay per view that had all like the the cage matches and and everything, yeah. freaking the holes were gigantic. It was hot. The holes were like the size of like my computer monitor right here. They were not like tiny holes for the camera. So you well, know, I don't I don't mind a few like teeny little holes, you know, for the the cameramen to to do their jobs and everything. Well, but yeah, well, Fred, I, I hate to tell you this. Let's go. Let let me. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but let's just go us uh, about what eight weeks in advance. What's the next Raw only pay per view called? Is it TLC or is it Roadblock? It's TLC, Roadblock SmackDown, I believe. Are you sure? There's only one more match those two women can have. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh huh. Because Sasha's going to sell this now, you know, for a couple months and come back and it'll be a TLC match. Actually, dude, uh, I want to correct you here because the WWE's oh. website says it's a SmackDown only pay per view. TLC is now SmackDown. Yeah. Okay, my mistake. I don't have the thank God the, the oh, card in front of me. That's all I gotta say. Thank, thank God. Doesn't mean they can't do a TLC match at Roadblock. Yeah, actually, that that is true. That that is true. But yeah, there were a lot of spots here. Double knees by by Sasha. Uh, I mean, Charlotte gave a backbreaker on a chair to to Sasha. Man, I mean, there were there were a few table spots. There was one table spot where it looked like Charlotte was gonna superplex Sasha off the top rope, and then Charlotte fell on the table on the floor, but the table wasn't really gimmicked. It just kind of crumbled. Yeah. You know, it didn't really break, and the crowd kind of went mild. And I think they were building to a big spot with that, and it, it didn't really work out so well. Maybe they should have gimmicked the table more. And, uh, yeah, I didn't really mind that too much. Listen, things happen. It's live TV. Uh, you know, the crowd kind of went mild when that happened, and some fans were kind of booing. I'm like, you're really booing? Stuff happens here. You know, this is a yeah, really yeah. high-risk match. All right, you're really going to fault these two? But, look, the table didn't break at the end either. So yeah, yeah. There was a brief pause. It was a little awkward, but they got their bearings back. Charlotte and Sasha were brawling in the ring. Uh, there were chops thrown, all kinds of stuff thrown. Charlotte went for a moonsault, 
And Sasha crotched her, set up a table in the other side of the ring. It looked like she was going for an awesome bomb, a running power bomb, the former finisher of the late Mike Awesome. And her back gave out. So kudos to her for selling. That was awesome. And then Charlotte threw Sasha on the table, not once, but twice. I think they were hoping it would break. But again, I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. Sasha is a small human being with a small muscular frame. If you're going to throw her into the table and hope it breaks, you better gimmick that bitch. And I'm talking about the table here. You better give it that Charlotte thing. also gave her the atomic wedgie as well. So she, I mean, yeah, I, that's my goodness. I know, I know. It's well, hey, it's not like Charlotte. That wasn't like, quite PG. It's it's not like Charlotte's twice the size of, of Sasha and can't just grab her by the arms and throw her over. You know, you do yeah. think, but it, it was a strange ending. It was cause... a strange ending. She just threw th- threw her not once but twice into the table. It didn't break. But it, it still looked devastating because, again, Sasha's a small human being with a relatively small frame, and she bounced off this freaking table, not once but twice, and then Charlotte hit the natural selection. One, two, three, and pinned Sasha Banks to regain the Women's Championship for the third time. Now, I got nothing against Charlotte. I think she's a great heel, an awesome performer. I thought she was overrated for the longest time, but she's really come into her own. I guess it helps when you work with one of your best friends and Sasha Banks, somebody you've worked with for three or four years now. But we've seen Charlotte reign supreme as the women's champion for over a year. She had a year-plus title run. Didn't she break Nikki Bella's record? Yeah. I think she broke Nikki Bella's record. I believe so. would have been like over a year, okay? And then she wins it again. And now, in Boston, in Charlotte's hometown, or excuse me, Sasha's hometown, you have the opportunity to put over Sasha Banks huge. As Donald J. Trump would say, huge. 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 You know? It's going to be huge. You know? I don't know if they're going to build a wall, but they they built a cell. It was a big, beautiful, demonic cell. Maybe they kind of tried to put her over like the uh, Stone Cold getting over, you know, where she just, or not Stone Cold, the McFoley, I guess, would be the better way to put it, where she just gets pummeled and pummeled and pummeled and keeps coming back, and finally just, that's it. Yeah, but but when McFoley lost to The Undertaker back in 1998, that was in his hometown, and he was not the clear baby face and he was yeah, not the I, most over performer on the show. Now I, at the I end, at the end of the night, he was probably the most over performer on that show. But man, before Sasha came out, there were, we want Sasha chance. This show yeah. went long as hell. Oh, at yeah. times it dragged. And this crowd was still lively as hell for Sasha Banks versus Charlotte and especially Sasha. Now, can you imagine how much a crowd would have erupted? If Sasha Banks got the pinfall there. Well, if they're going to do that, just keep the belt on Charlotte and then have Sasha just win it for the, like, well, I guess what would be the second time at the pay-per-view. But it appears they're just going to have Charlotte have some type of odd pay-per-view record of not losing. Which is fine, but, I mean. Th- it's you gotta, weird. You got to send the fans home happy. Well, you don't it was, ha- a you don't, weird, it was just a weird ending. You know what? You don't have to. Send, let me correct myself. You, you don't, don't have, have to, to send the fan ho- fans home happy all the time. But tonight, I really think they should have sent the fans home happy. This was Sasha's night. They had not one, but two chances, okay? Two chances this year to get Sasha Banks to that next level. And I, I still think she's one of the most overperformers in the company, and she's great. But, but they had WrestleMania with that grand entrance with Snoop Dogg and, 
And that was a hell of a match that she had with Becky and Charlotte. She came out with freaking Snoop Dogg. And she didn't walk out with the championship. And then here we are. She gets by far the biggest ovation of the night. Her hometown of Boston. And she loses to Charlotte. I'm not a fan of that. Great match. Much respect to both women. This was an awesome, awesome match. But the ending was flat. And it was the wrong ending on the wrong night. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a couple weeks ago on Raw, didn't they have uh, Dana Brooke beat Bailey in Bailey's hometown? It's yeah. what they do. It's what oh, they I, do. I know and I know it's a different do. scenario. I know it's what, what they, they do, do, but it's stupid, okay? Because, of course because, it's stupid, but be, it's what they do. Well, you know what? They should maybe book Sasha Banks more like John Cena. How many times did they beat John Cena in Boston, his hometown? Uh, one. Zero. Squad well, no, they did the double pin, yeah. Well, you know. Squad dude. When did they beat John Cena? No, they did the double pin with him and CM Punk. I've, it was the, uh, it was it was uh after um after uh the, the, the Money in the Bank. What was that? Uh, September's pay per view, uh, Night of Champions, two thousand eleven, I think it was. Yeah, they did. It was the um the the the, the belly to back suplex off like the second rope. Oh, this is two thousand twelve. Oh yeah, two thousand twelve. I, I, yeah, I have I'm no sorry. recollection of this. Well, you know what, Scott, you watch more Daddy B Network than me, and that's why I have you on here because yeah. you're a smart man. That, that's your nice way of saying I need to get a life, but not, thank you. Not at all. Not, <laughs> not at all. Now, cool. uh, we had the rest of the card, which was all right. The The two other cell matches were awesome. The The rest of the card was just kind of there. Let me just tell you guys what you could probably skip if you haven't watched this show yet. Anything that wasn't a cell match. Uh, essentially, yeah. Enzo and Big <laughs> Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. The club won, thank God. Finally, they get a win. I have a critique about that. In reality, shouldn't Boston boo uh, Enzo and Cass being from New York? They should, but those guys are so oh. cool. Just, you know you mean? Know. I mean, I mean, they're just so cool. Are you really going to boo Enzo? And it's, like, it's like booing J-Lo. Who cares if J-Lo's from the Bronx and she's in she's in and, Boston? I mean, I mean it's, it's J-Lo. Is anybody ever going to boo J-Lo? Yeah. Exactly. Just, uh, just for the record, real quick, breaking news. The... Uh, Chicago Cubs have beaten the Indians, so it is now three games to two. Nice. Not over yet. Nice. I hope uh, hope the Cubs win. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I hope, I hope the Cubs win. They also don't have a racist mascot, so hope, anybody who win. paid all that money for Game Five tickets, well, you know, at least you got to see a Cubs win. True. Moving we, on. We had uh, Dana Brooke versus Bailey. This was a match. Bailey was pretty over too, and she got the pin. I bet there are some people backstage in Daddy B wondering why the hell is Bailey so over. That are that are completely clueless, and which is why she's wrestling Dana Brooke these days. But yeah, she got the queen pen. She was very over. Well, you know, you real quick, you wonder if if Sasha is just there to kind of bridge the gap for Bailey and Charlotte somehow, because it doesn't make sense to keep taking the belt off her. It just doesn't. I mean, I guess they look at her as like the Daniel, the female Daniel Bryan, you know, or I, I the guess. female Rey Mysterio. They don't have to keep the belt on her for that long, but just it's it's just it's stupid. Just, it doesn't make sense. They didn't yeah. give her a long. They should have given her the, this win. They really should have. We had the New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro for the tag titles. That's okay. Okay, except for the fact this lasted like twenty minutes, or felt like it lasted twenty it minutes. Lasted a while, yeah. It felt like it lasted a while. It had the ending where you know, obviously, New Day is going to break demolition streak. Of, of They're going to have another title, match. Title reign, yeah. So what happened was, uh, was, was it Cesaro? Or was it Sheamus had like the clover he fucked in or sharp? Cesaro had the sharpshooter on Woods. Some shenanigans on the outside, where basically New Day was almost kind of healing it up a little bit, really. 
And um, Sheamus had the uh, Francesca to hit Biggie with it. Turned around, Kofi hit trouble in paradise. The referee, for some odd reason, took his eye off the ball while there was a submission hold going on. Saw what happened on the outside and called for the disqualification. Coincidentally, right as Woods was tapping out. Yeah, like a dusty finish. And yeah. yeah, DQ. I get it. This prolongs the, the feud. This allows them to go into Survivor Series. They're probably going to team up together and be at odds. And then I guess that uh, your roadblock, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus will win the tag titles at the end of the year after New Day breaks the record. But my God. You realize Sheamus has been feuding with the New Day since WrestleMania, right? Actually, I just thought of that. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, yeah, with the League of Nations. <laughs> and yep. it was funny. The League of Nations freaking won that match. Yeah, I don't think anybody remembers that either. That the League of Nations. Well, they remember it for what happened at the end of it with Stone Cold, Mick Foley, and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you guys could skip that match too. Uh, Kendrick versus Perkins. This match is okay, but you you can skip it. I'm a big T.J. Perkins fan. He's a former guest on uh, TSC News. Really nice guy. Uh, Brian Kendrick. He is a longtime favorite of mine. But these men have had better matches. They've wrestled in front of hotter crowds. All right, crowds. Cruiserweight division. This shows what Vince McMahon, I think, really thinks of TJ Perkins and the rest of the Cruiserweights when he gives the title to a basic, you know, a WWE guy. There's just no other way to put it. I guess next it'll be Sin Cara and, uh, you know, maybe Kalisto from there. Well, you know what? I'll say this. Brian Kendrick is definitely a worthy title holder in Oh, WWE, yeah, no, absolutely. But this is a story that should have been told leading up to, say, WrestleMania as opposed to a month after TJ Perkins debuts in the company. And, 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 and here's another thing that, that annoys me. It's the, the story of, hey, TJ, please lose because I really need this job and I really need to feed my family. It, it just, you know. They, no, they should have just came out. TJ should have just gotten a finger poke of doom and been pinned. It would have been better. No, nothing says our WWE superstars are, well, superstars. Like a guy saying he has no money and begging for another guy to lose. Which was the same story he basically had in the Cruiserweight Classic, where this was his last chance to do anything. Can you imagine like, can you imagine like Ronaldo title. going up to Messi and be like, hey, man, you get all the accolades. Um, well, you know, you, know you, you, know, you get all the accolades and everything. I, re- I really need this win. Can you, ple- can you please help me out? Or, or like if Messi went up to Ronaldo and says, hey, listen, man. You know, they're, uh, Madrid wants, wants all these taxes, you know, that, that haven't paid. And, and I, re- I really need this win and this bonus. Can you, pl- can you please lose? Or, That's or, probably what happened last year in Australia. When can you imagine, like, Eddie Alvarez? Can you lost imagine, versus uh, Holly Holm. Can you imagine, like, Alvarez, go, Eddie Alvarez going up to Conor McGregor and, and be like, hey, man, uh, you know, I, re- I really need this win, you know? It's going to be a great fight, too. That is. But can you imagine, like, in, in real life, Eddie Alvarez saying, hey, man, I really need this win. Can you just go easy on me in the cage? Yeah, What's well, like the Super Bowl? You know, Peyton Manning goes up to Richard Sherman. Hey, look, uh, it's my last game, my last chance. I, I, I got to get some Papa John's. Can, can you just take a die for me so I can win? Like, yeah, it's just, exactly. yeah, it's, it's the, just it's the so only odd. the only believable scenario in real life I would see is if like one of the Cleveland Browns like went up to to, to the Jets like today and it was like, listen, listen man, listen, Fitzpatrick listen. did that. You mean? <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, man, we really need to win here. You know, everybody else in Cleveland's winning. Can we? Can you please just just let us win? Just please, just go easy on us, please, please, please. But my anyway. anyway bottom line is the story sucks. The story sucks. 
by the standards of TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick, this match sucked. It didn't really suck, but by their standards, if you know anything about the quality of matches that these men have had in the past, and as recently as a couple months ago, in the excellent Cruiserweight Classic. These aren't Cruiserweight matches. These are just little guys having WWE matches. Yes. That's just the only way to put it. That's, uh, that's what it is, essentially. Vince that's McMahon needs to go on his own network, go through basically every episode of Monday Nitro for the first 45 minutes because there were some long, boring NWO promos in there and watch all the Cruiserweight matches and get an idea of how to do it. No, how about, how about this? How about he watches the show that his son-in-law produced brilliantly? Well, that would work as well. Yeah, that's no, his well, own freaking product. Yeah, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say this. So that was a special type of thing. So fine. If you want to try to squeeze it into a three-hour time show like that. But yeah, I agree. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So anyway. It's been doomed since day one. Brian Kendrick faked a knee injury. All I need to know is Brian Kendrick faked a knee injury. TJ Perkins was like, oh my God, Brian, are my you okay? And, and I was just like, what are you doing, dude? You're in the middle of a match. You're well, in the, the ref stopped him from going to check on him first time. And then the second time, yeah. You're in the middle of a match, you idiot. And I'm talking about the, the character. Like, you, you idiot. So he's like, oh my God, my friend hurt his knee. Even though he's already proven he's a liar. Oh my God, are you okay? And then Brian Kendrick's like, you're a stupid bitch. And knocked him over. And then hit, hit him with the lock, headbutt. Locked the choke in. And TJ Perkins, the idiot, tapped out. Lost his cruiserweight title. And Brian Kendrick wins the purple drank belt. There you go. I'm happy Brian Kendrick won. I'm happy for him. I, I like the guy. It's a great story. Well, I mean, I mean, a real life story. I'm not talking about the storyline they have. I'm saying like the real life story of him being out of the company for years and screwing up and coming back. But again, you could have told that real life story, intertwined it with some fake elements, you know, some Hollywood type elements, some fictional elements to make it great. This would have been a great WrestleMania storyline. It would have been great. Let TJ Perkins reign supreme for a while. And, and then get, have Brian Kendrick go on a bit of a winning streak, be a baby face. And then he just snaps. And just destroys TJ Perkins, and, and then it leads to WrestleMania. You know, they could have really done this more like, I'd say, I mean, you don't want to go all like soap opera-y, but remember like the Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio storyline where both were best friends, and Eddie just snapped, and he bloodied Rey Mysterio, and he took his mask, and he talked about, you know, how, how he took Rey Mysterio's soul, and then they feuded for a while. I mean, it, it, that was a great feud. Now, granted, you know, they had the, the fake paternity test and all this other crap that you you wouldn't want to involve Kendrick and Perkins with, but I'm saying, like, it could have been similar. You could have had these guys be friends, team up, and then slowly but surely, Kendrick just snaps, and it would have been freaking great. Yeah, but well, no, you rush through this thing. Like, this is a story you tell at the end, not, like, you know, at the beginning. You mean the well, beginning needs to establish the cruiserweights as high flying innovators, something different from the usual WWE style. Well, you, you do realize, just like four weeks ago, they kind of did the same storyline. You know, Heath Slater needed a job. He had kids to feed. Brian yeah, Kendrick Heath Slater did it in like kids a, to feed. But Heath Slater did it in a way that was super comedic. Yes, and, but it was the same exact story. Actually, you know that is true. Although. Although I think Heath Slater's in some way, if you actually try to pick it apart logically, was worse because he's been working for Daddy B the whole time. <laughs> it's like at least if he said he invested in like, okay, I don't, I don't know, like like if he said he invested in like Pokemon Go and lost all his money like investing in oh. Pokemon Go, then you know what? Like I could be like, all right, you know what? He made a stupid investment. It makes sense in the storyline, but uh, all right, we spent way too much time in this garbage. But congratulations anyway. to Brian Kendrick. I'm happy for him. You could skip this so, match by their standards. Results, sucked. Let's see the the cruiserweight pre-show match. The the the, the faces won. That's pretty much all you need. Cedric to know there. Alexander, Roland Cedarado, and Sin Cara won. 
Yeah. Yeah. The opening match was Roman Reigns and Rusev for the U.S. title. Good match. Rusev bought the house, and Roman just continued to get out of it and sell for the moves, but then not sell any injuries. Pretty cool finish. Roman yeah, wins. Rusev, Rusev had uh, had Re- yeah, Rusev had Reigns on the steel steps, got a chain wrapped around his face and through his mouth and hit and locked in the accolade. I was pissed at the ending here because shocker, Roman Reigns reversed it into a Samoan drop on the steel steps, hit the spear, got the win. I thought it was a really good match. Nothing against Roman Reigns here for any Roman Reigns fans that are going to get on me and say, why do you hate him? Okay, but this, this was just a classic case of failing to give a heel a strong win that really needed it. Because at the end of the day, Storyline-wise, this feud has featured Roman Reigns humiliating Rusev, insulting his wife, insinuating that these two good-looking specimens are ugly, okay, and then beating him consistently on pay-per-view and on Raw. Now, somehow, some way, I think Rusev still comes out of this better than Roman Reigns because his performances have been so great. Well, it's a backwards feud because Roman's been playing the bully heel and Rusev's basically been cutting face promos. Exactly. And you know what, though? Rusev's doing God's work, man, because he's yeah. gotten the crowd to actually cheer for Roman at times. Eh, not tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, there were USA chants, but it wasn't really a Roman Reigns chant. Wow. But just that was such a cool visual with the chain across Roman's oh, yeah. face. And it would have made so much sense for Roman Reigns to pass out, have Rusev win the title. And you know what? If you really wanted to continue this feud, ugh, but if you really did, you could have done a last man standing match where Roman Reigns finally gets the win. But out of all the, the feuds and matches where a title should have been traded to the heel, I think this was the one. I think Roman Reigns and Rusev had such a good match, and Rusev had such a great performance and has been hitting a home run these last couple of months so much that he should have gotten the title. And instead, he lost. I have no idea where he goes from here. I hope the light bulb turns on for, for one of these writers and Vince McMahon watching Rusev in these matches and says, you know what? We should do more with this guy. We should protect this guy more because he is great. For his experience level, he's only been wrestling for what, like five years, maybe less. This dude's awesome. He moves so well for his size. He's gotten so good on the mic. Great look. I think he's even lost weight too. He's looked slimmed down. He looks cut. I like the beard. His act is great. They need to do more with Rusev. They, they really do. Forget the Bulgarian brute BS. This guy is a damn good professional wrestler, and they really need to make something happen with him. But instead, Roman retains. LOL, Roman wins. All right. Listen, at least, at least Roman Reigns has good matches. I'll give him that. His character still sucks, but Roman Reigns consistently has good matches. So I will give him that, and this is a match... You may want to go out of your way to see. It was, it was pretty good. I liked it. And then we had Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins universal title match in the middle of the show. Yeah, in the middle of the show. That was wacky. But these guys had a hell of a match. Beat the hell out of each other. Steel chairs. Crowd was chanting for tables, tables, tables. Which is hilarious because you have this demonic structure made of steel. And evil. And they want tables. Because steel is not as intimidating as tables. 
Well, it's no fun to see a guy go, you know, get ran into a cage. It's great to see somebody go through a table and the table shatter. I guess if you're Devon Dudley, yeah, but. Well, you know. Yeah, but this was a really good match as well. Uh, we had uh, Kevin Owens get power bombed on the outside through a table, which was badass by Seth Rollins. I guess CrossFit works. Uh, they, they both kicked out of their respective finishers. Uh, a lot of near falls. Both guys worked really hard. There was a spot where Kevin Owens found a fire extinguisher, hit Seth in the gut, accidentally sprayed the referee in the face of the fire extinguisher. The other referee had to open the, the, the cell door and make sure it was okay. And then came Chris Jericho, who was essentially delight. a babyface. Yeah, he was great. And they started beating on Seth, beating on Seth, beating on Seth. And, and Seth kept coming back, kept coming back. But ultimately, it was two-on-one. They got the best of Seth. Power bomb onto two chairs. One, two, three. And afterwards, Chris Jericho hit a code breaker for good measure. They played Chris Jericho's music, not Kevin Owens' music. Owens and, was already basically walking to the back. So. And then they, and then they hugged each other. Uh, and, what am I saying? Jericho and Owens. Sorry, it's been a long night. The show ended at like 1130. It was ridiculous. But Jericho and Owens hugged each other and uh, foreshadowed things to come, which I would imagine is great dissension between these two best friends. So overall, I'd say this show is definitely a thumbs up, but went way too long. A little long. too long, yeah. Way too long. I think even the, the cell match with Sasha Banks and Charlotte went maybe like five minutes too long. Not super <laughs> overboard, but I think there was like a, a short period of time where I was like, you know what? They probably should have gone home a minute or two ago. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumb, I'd say thumbs up. It was a good show. Yeah, it, good. you know, this for the first time in I don't know three, four years. A Hell in a Cell pay per view with Hell in a Cell matches has been pretty good with the Hell in a Cell matches. They've been more than just matches. I agree. Well, you so, know, what? I think last year Undertaker and, and Brock Lesnar did, did well. That really doesn't well. count. That's a little different because yeah. they're legends and they're greats. Yeah, right. That's a little different. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll yeah, I'm gonna be that. Yeah, but they they did a good job. So. Thumbs up show. Uh, I'm interested in seeing Survivor Series. Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, This is going to be tough because Canada's always been a tough crowd for for Goldberg. Brock Lesnar, if he's officially announced from being from Saskatchewan now, even if he isn't, if if he's announced from being from Minneapolis, I think a lot of people know he lives in Canada now. He might get a lot of cheers, but I'm more worried, not so much about the reaction, more about Goldberg's conditioning. I thought he did a, a wonderful promo a couple weeks ago. That was one of the best Raw moments ever. It was just so genuine, so from the heart, talking about how he came back for the kids, and obviously I'm sure he's coming back for the money, but, you know, he came back for the kids. He wants his son to see him wrestle. He he embraced his son. His wife was crying. It was just it was an awesome, awesome The governor moment. of Colorado was chanting for Goldberg. Yeah, like, that was a, a great moment. And I, Goldberg's Kenny. a guy that got me into wrestling, man. And and to see that, and it was cool because I was watching it with my dad, just like I used to watch Goldberg with my dad as a kid. It was it was so cool. Here's Goldberg the problem. Goldberg will be on Raw tomorrow. So Here, we'll yeah, see here's the problem. Well. You're going to bring Goldberg back tomorrow on Halloween when Raw's going to get slaughtered in the ratings? That's why they're doing it. You're going to bring them back a week before Survivor Series? I think this should have been his last appearance until Survivor Series. One and only, huh? Make, well, yeah. make this appearance at Survivor... Well, do the, the comeback, which he already did a couple weeks ago. Have the match at Survivor Series. Win, lose, or draw. He could come out the next night on Raw. And then whatever happens, whether it's announced he goes into the Hall of Fame, 
or he teases retirement, announces retirement officially. I think that's fine. You know what I mean? But to bring him back, you know, I th- I think it's, it's a little overboard. You know, it's like the Ro- mm-hmm. even the Rock. I googled the Rock a couple years ago when he was drawing gangbusters for WWE, and they brought him back on a random Raw. They brought him back on a random SmackDown. They brought him back on Elimination Chamber, and it just you know the more times you saw him, the less special it got. You. you... <sighs> I don't know how the, this match is going to finish, and I know we don't have a lot of time here, but I'm not sure how this match is going to finish. I don't see either guy taking the loss, the clean loss, whatever. But, you know, forget Sting and Triple H. This is now the official last guy of WCW to go against WWE, and um, there definitely could be a lot of uh, shenanigans in this match. And, you know, to me, I wouldn't mind seeing Sting come back with the bat and try to take out Brock and, you know, whatever goes happening. from there. I Something's got to happen. It just, you know. I think Brock's just going to win, which I hate uh-huh. because you know what? Goldberg actually got a not only a huge reaction, but drew a lot of interest. And no offense to Brock. I know, I know he's been a draw for Deddy B before, but you know, in recent times, he hasn't really done much for the ratings. He hasn't no, really done much for the all. crowds. I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I don't necessarily think it's his fault. You know what I mean? I, th- I think Deddy B's kind of made him less special over time. And also, it's tough to kind of find out where he fits with the limited dates he works. And I just think Goldberg, with a win, and perhaps a, a comeback, another comeback match down the road, say Royal Rumble, in Alamo Dome, in a stadium they have to sell out, I think it would make more sense for Goldberg to win. I don't think this man could lose, or should lose, I should say. Maybe. Well, more breaking news, the Cowboys just beat the Eagles in overtime. Really? Um, okay. Yes, sir. Um, well, t- well, Tony Romo's not getting his job. No, it was Dak Prescott to a wide-open Jason Witten for the touchdown. Um, I, you know, I think the opposite of you. I think Lesnar has to win this to, to try to increase the ratings when he's on. Um, I don't you know, think it matters at this point. I really don't think, I don't think it does matter. either, but I think it's the only option you have. No, it's not. It's, I still think my idea could work, Fred, and I know we talked about that. I don't remember if we talked about it on a show or a while back, but it is building towards having Lesnar win the title at the Royal Rumble versus Kevin Owens and having Goldberg as a surprise entrant possibly in the Rumble and win it and have another match at WrestleMania with them. Too. It, it is going that it, you could see it happening, and don't say you can't. I'd be, I, uh, yeah. I'm not saying it would be the best thing for business, but well, it might be you the want best. To sell out the Alamo Dome. You put Goldberg in it. Obviously, if it's a surprise, mm. you can, you got to figure that out. But mm. you know, you put Kevin Owens and, and Brock Lesnar. Why not do it there? I wouldn't do. You know what though? I wouldn't do the WrestleMania. I would honestly, if you want to do that, have maybe Goldberg beat Lesnar. If Goldberg's gonna do another match, okay, and it all depends. I think honestly, it all depends on how the match turns out because you never know about his conditioning until you actually get in the ring, right? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So, so, I mean, you could do a scenario where Goldberg beats Brock. You could have Brock go crazy, somehow get a title shot at Roadblock, win the title at Roadblock, okay. challenge challenge Goldberg for Royal Rumble, and then, boom, you have your big main event to sell at the stadium at Royal Rumble. And a then month, have, Only a month and a half after, though, you just had the match? Well... Could it be done? You, it, it could be done. The, the, the thing is, and, and then afterwards, Goldberg loses, but it's the Alamo Dome, whatever. You announce Goldberg's going to the Hall of Fame, so that way Goldberg does, still has that WrestleMania appearance. He could always do like something where like Bo Dallas comes out, and he takes out Bo Dallas. There's his <laughs> WrestleMania moment. That'd be cool. I mean, I, I think that'd be better. You need something big for Royal Rumble, especially with, with such close proximity to WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is going to be yeah. two months afterwards. 
Like, what the hell are you going to put in the... I mean, I know the Royal Rumble's the draw, but seriously, I think they really need a big match. With a pay-per-view in March at that. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they need a big match, so... <sighs> All right, let's go to some questions and tweets here before we head on out. Okay. Fred, do you think Undertaker comes back to Raw or SmackDown? Uh, Undertaker's been walking around really hobbled. I know he was in full Undertaker gear for the Cavs home opener when they got their rings because LeBron James is a big Undertaker fan. And, of course, once he started wearing wrestling shirts like the Undertakers, he came back from being down 3-1 to win the NBA championship. But I don't see him. Well, okay. He'll come back. I I could see him coming back, but in his current state, I don't see him coming back. Now, we were many months away from WrestleMania, but the dude was on crutches. And for his health's sake, I really would not like like to see him back. At the same time, there's a part of me that says, my God, how much money would you be leaving on the table if you didn't do a last ride tour? The Undertaker's quote-unquote last ride. And, And also, too, it disturbs me that Undertaker's last match may have been against Shane McMahon. That wasn't a horrible match. But, it was a lot better than we Shane thought it was going to be. Shane McMahon is the Undertaker's well, he, final he, match? He went out versus one of his best friends. Off camera. A good friend. Th- this guy beat say. Hulk Hogan in like his first month in WWE. And he's going to wrestle his last match against Shane yeah. McMahon? Shane McMahon won the European title at WrestleMania 15, so, or retained it at WrestleMania 15. So. Scott, you are a fa- you I wanted to get that out there because I was Scott, you are a okay? fountain of useless knowledge today, my friend. I was there, so I remember that. I remember seeing Triple H turn on DX. I was very upset. All right, I'm not going to answer like these creep. All right, Ann, I'm not going to answer these creeps' comments, so I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just going to ignore those. Okay. There's some creepy. Foster there- asked us about AJ and Shawn Michaels at the Rumble. I, I think that's a myth. I don't think that's legit. No, AJ's just teasing it. But it, it's just weird that he would tease that because, uh, you know, Vince McMahon hates promoting matches he can't deliver upon. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I, but I don't think that's going to happen. And Wouldn't it really make sense? Let's put it this way. If HBK wouldn't even come back for a match with Daniel Bryan back in 2014 when it made perfect sense to, as far as storyline-wise... Why would he come back to wrestle AJ Styles? It would be a hell of a match. But why would he come back against AJ now Styles? Now a Daniel Bryan versus AJ match would be... F- oh my god, yeah. Well, fun, phenomenal. It would be, but you know what? You can go back and, and watch that in the ROH archive somewhere. I, I know that. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. Or just pick any independent promotion from like 2001 to 2005. Honestly. Yeah, Russ Hybro says, Ryback regrets not staying with WWE. We could have had a dream match with Goldberg. Yeah, and there's no there's no guarantees he would have gotten that match with Goldberg. He was jobbing a Quisto. He was on the pre-show. Yeah, no no guarantee no guarantees. I'm assuming Ryback's doing all right on the Indies. Ryback in 2012, sure. Yeah, but, but that that ship sailed. Okay, do you think they'll do TJP versus Seth Rollins? Probably down the road. It'll be a good match, but I don't think Vince McMahon has any faith in, in TJP as a a real legit superstar. I don't think he has any faith in any of the cruiserweights, to be honest. That's Maybe why. Brian Kendrick, just because he's well, yeah, Brian, he's right. a Vince guy, you know. Right, Sin Cara, those guys, but like, you know, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, no. 
Exactly. Yeah, Rich Swan jobs way too much too. By the way, I I do think. Although they, he did get the pin on Kendrick on Raw. So yeah, and I, and I do I do think they like uh, what's his name Tony Nice because of his physique. Yes. Of course, they'd like the bigger. Well, he has the muscles. That's yeah. Why, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's see here. Where do you see the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton feud going now that Randy Orton turned on Kane? I think it's more stupid mind games and a way to I prolong this god awful feud. Well, I did see, and, uh, and I hate to tell Manpreet if he's watching, but apparently Randy Orton's been taken off Survivor Series. He's not advertised anymore. Well, yeah, his wife's pregnant, and she could be uh, having the baby uh, any day now, which is awesome. Good for Randy Orton. Good for him, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Screw it, man. The guy needs some more time off anyway. He suffered a bad concussion against Lesnar. They, they still put him in segments when he had that concussion. I don't think that was the smartest thing to do. Uh, if he gets some time off, why not, man? He, he's earned it. You know, he's busted. Sure. Say what you want about Randy Orton. The guy's busted his ass. He's had a lot of great matches. He's had a lot of injuries. He's broken his body for WWE. You know what? Go be with your wife. Go have a good time. You know, go angry. Well, he already had a good time. That's why he's going to be with his wife. Well, anyway. actually, that, that is true. That is true, Scott. Just, just, I'll just say yeah. I'm sorry. I, I don't have any kids, so I wouldn't know about that whole uh, that whole process. But I, I know you're very we, we, We'll that. talk off air. I'll, I'll explain how that okay. works. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, Ninth Wonder, aka at Sky Doll Sky, says hi, Fred. Hey, Sky, what's going on, Boo? Okay, Fred, what do you think about a potential Goldberg versus Triple H match? Um, I saw that in 2003. I do not need to Wasn't see really that happy about in 2016. Yeah. It was not very good. However, it did have the same ending as Sting versus Triple H from a couple years ago with the sledgehammer. So. Did it? Oh yeah, I, that... I think it was inside of Hell in a Cell too. No, 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 it was uh, Elimination Chamber. You're right. What's still a cage? Yeah. Sky's asking me, Fred, why are you wearing SmackDown colors during a Raw pay-per-view? I don't know. Maybe I'm just naturally a SmackDown guy because it's, it's two hours. It's for the same reason Eva Marie wears red and she's on SmackDown. Actually, that that is true, and she's reportedly set to come back. She was filming a Nicolas Cage movie, and now she's going to be back and going to make her grand return. Um, as far as anything else goes around the world of wrestling before we go, Tina's a mess. Billy Corgan and What's TNA the- are in court. Uh, they're trying to argue that they're that they're not insolvent and and that they have uh, greater assets than they have debt. Meanwhile, they owe money to the state of Tennessee. They owe money to Billy Corgan. They owe money to the talent. They owe money to the staff. I'm sorry, but oh, Anthem Sports, which is the parent company of the Fight Network in Canada, which airs TNA among uh, other uh, various sports leagues, such as uh, you know various mixed martial arts promotions. I gotta say, man, whoever is is running this company and investing in TNA, what the, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, wh- far be well, it for me to in question. The talent more than the company. Far yeah. be it for me to question a, a millionaire, a billionaire, but you're funding a con woman, okay? I know everybody's up in arms. Like, it? Everybody's up in arms about this Hillary Clinton stuff, and understandably so with the emails and everything else, and they chant lock her up and everything else. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Dixie Carter should be locked up. But I'm saying when you don't pay your talent, when you don't pay your staff, when you mislead investors such as Billy Corgan and potentially commit fraud, when you don't pay your taxes, I don't know, Scott, I'm not a legal expert, but that sounds like committing yeah, crimes. That yeah, sounds like doing say, something I didn't want to illegal. use the F word there, but you did. Yeah. It, wouldn't that go fall back on her father, though, who who really is the backer of the company more than Dixie? Or no? I mean, I think she's like – I mean, technically, it's under her name. Okay. I yeah. mean, Panda Energy, the the parent, the original parent company of TNA, I think stopped really funding them a long time ago. Or not a long time ago, but a couple years ago. 
Like, I know even back in, like, 2009, 2010, I mean, freaking Janice Carter, the mother of Dixie Carter, was starting to tighten her belt a little bit and say, you know what, you got to take it easy here. But, of course, back then, they were also still getting a lot of money from Spike TV. Now they're getting no money from Pop TV. They got the international TV deals. Uh, they're in court. I mean, they promised uh, Billy Corrigan a presidential position, the president position. Um, he only had it as a figurehead position. They essentially misled him. There, there might be a, a loophole and, and, and such where Billy Corrigan, just because he lent money. I, I don't know. It's, it's, very, it's very complicated. I'm too tired to go into it right now. It's just you can read more about it online. Let me see if I could find this guy. This guy had a great uh, Twitter feed. In regards to this TNA story, I'm trying to see where I can Look, find it here. Let's put it. Let's put it yeah. like this, real quick. While Fred's doing this, yeah. Watch TNA for the talent. Respect what the talent does inside the ring, and keep it at that. Don't watch it because you want to support Dixie Carter. Don't support it for any other reason. Do it for the talent to keep them having a job, to keep them getting no. paid. Sometimes, at least, no. fair enough. No. No, I hope this freaking company goes out. Honestly, I hope yeah, this. But you company don't want to see talent it. unemployed either. That's not cool. Okay, you know? okay, dude. Listen. I'm just saying. Listen, dude. I worked for a startup that was similar to TNA that didn't uh, pay. Oh, by the way, Nate Rao is the man that has the story uh, on 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 this whole TNA deal. Okay, Nate Rao. Uh, he's on Twitter as well. You can look. You can look him up. His first name's Nate. His last name's Rao. R A U. He does work for the Tennessean. Does a, does a great job. You went pretty in-depth on this whole case so you could follow his respective Twitter feed. No, I hope they go out of business because you know why? They're not paying people. Most of those people are not going to see their money ever. I mean, sure, I okay, worked for sure. a company that was similar to TNA uh, for, on a freelance basis a couple years ago. You know, I, I thought I had a pretty good gig. I was like, man, this is awesome. And then the guy turned out to be a crook, and I got out there and was still able to get my money, thank God. It took me two months to get my money, but I got it. And guess what? The people who stayed that said, you know what? Hey, even if it goes out of business, we'll they still get nothing. our money. They got nothing. They got zero. They got squadoosh. Mm-hmm. Hey, they said, you that. know what? We'll, fi- we'll, we'll file a, a lawsuit against this guy. What happened? They never saw their money. They never saw that guy again. So I'm not saying Dixie Carter is going to disappear to another country or something. But, you know, there, there's times where you, you got to be realistic about, about real life. And... Um, if they ain't paying you, if they owe these people money, chances are they're going to file for bankruptcy and you ain't going to get jack. You ain't going to get jack. So it, just, it amazes me how they don't sell this company, how Dixie just will not sell the company. Well, you know, it's, she tactically sold some shares here, some shares there. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's, but, a, it's a mess. Look, it's a mess. These got, all these people, look, I would love to see all these wrestlers make money and get paid and all that jazz, but the reality is they're not. So what's the point of keeping this company going if they're not getting paid? Fair what's enough. The, what's the point if anybody, you know what I mean? Like, this sure. woman's a con woman. I'm not saying the wrestler should be out of a job. I'm saying that a promoter who's clearly a con artist and a, yeah. dare I say, maybe a criminal, okay, should be out of wrestling. And if that means her going out of business and being bankrupt and being one of the biggest embarrassments in professional wrestling history, I'm perfectly fine with that. All right, moving on. Uh, Flow Slam is launching via Flow Combat, well, via Flow Sports. TV, but they also happen to own Flow Combat, Flow Wrestling, Flow Track. They, they are a streaming vertical that streams various niche sports such as mixed martial arts, amateur boxing, wrestling as well, amateur wrestling, track and field, you name it, weightlifting. And now they're getting into the pro wrestling game. They just made a deal with Evolve, 
And now for $20 a month, or I believe $150 a year, you can have a subscription to be able to watch up to 60 live events, whether it be for Evolve or Shine or among other wrestling promotions. And on top of that, with that subscription, you can also check out the other programming that Flow Sports has, such as you know, the wrestling and, and or excuse me, the amateur wrestling and track and field verticals. It's very interesting because WWE a couple months ago invested money as a silent partner into Flow Sports, and now they're kind of competing with WWE. So maybe this is what WWE meant when they sent out the surveys about the network watching more independent promotions. Or you know what? Maybe this is a way of WWE, especially with Joey Styles potentially being involved, former WWE employee. Maybe this is a way for WWE to keep tabs on the guys in the Indies without being directly involved. Exactly. Because they got NXT. You know, Roderick Strong just debuted. You, you know, you got these Indies guys in NXT. You know, they, they may buy TNA in its tape library. And, and then on top of that, you got a, a company that they just invested in. Okay, a minor investment, but invested in. Money's still money. Exactly. I mean, you don't think they have some type of connection... You don't think maybe Triple H had a hand in helping him out here? I mean, or, or something? Nothing wrong with that. I'm saying I think it's smart on WWE's part. But WWE, I'm not saying they own everything now or are going to own everything now, but let's just say they got their hands in, in a little bit of, of everything now. And lastly here, Scott, I got like eight episodes, nine episodes of Lucha Underground on my DVR. I tried watching one episode uh, I saw something about an amulet for 10 minutes, and I said, what the hell am I watching? And I turned it off. I know there's good wrestling. I'm going to get around to watching the actual matches. Um, I still hate the intergender stuff. I still hate Matt Stryker and Vampiro on commentary. And I still hate the storylines. And I still hate the fact that Pentagon Jr., the most overperformer on the Pentagon show, has, n- has not... W- yeah, Pentagon Dark, whatever the hell his name is now. Pentagon, the man. I'm so pissed that this dude hasn't won the freaking title yet and isn't going to win it. Spoiler alert. Anytime soon. So, Scott, as somebody that still watches Lucha Underground, can you make a case for me to sit one weekend and binge the whole damn thing? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to say it. I watch it. It's easy to watch. I, I don't pay full 100% attention. I like watching the action, but I don't follow the storylines. It's more like, I mean, I hate to put it like this. It's just more like ooh and ah for me. Um, and, and that's it, unfortunately. You know, I hate to say it like that, but. Again, you know, it's on TV. I, I try to keep up with it. It's just, I, you know, I like I, I try to keep up with it. Just ch- not enough hours in my day, so I have it on. I do other things. I kind of keep an eye here and there, but um, that's about it. All right. I know yeah. that. I know that. Um, oh, my mind just went blank. Uh, uh, what's his name? Just recently debuted. Um, he was in W uh, NXT for a cup of coffee. Uh, Sammy Callahan. Sammy, yeah, he he debuted. Um. Yeah. So you know, whatever. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all I need to know because I got enough to watch already as it is. Me too. That's yeah. Yeah. So anyway, folks, we hope you enjoyed this recap. I know it's been a while since we've been well, you know, on quick, the air. Yeah. If if anybody watches Ring of Honor on Comet or any of the local outlets, please, please, please. <laughs> and I don't know. Do you watch Ring of Honor, Fred? Have you been keeping up with it? Uh, here and there, I don't get it in my area. But one of my good friends uh, does work for them, so I, I keep tabs on it. Yeah, when I there's can. There's a couple matches that that just people need to watch, and I'll just leave it at that. I'll because uh, it, it's getting late, and you know I didn't have this prepared in my notes, but uh, just 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 watch it. Well, good or bad? Good. 
if you ever wanted to see 300, 400 pound guys doing just flips and jumps and leaps, my God. <laughs> All right. Just, just, I, I can't remember their names right now and I don't want to get them wrong. It's, um, the two Highlander looking guys. And was, the one them, was one of them the Beer City Bruiser? No. Okay. No, it's, um, oh my God, my mind just went totally blank. Um, oh my goodness gracious. All right. Well, while I'm doing this outro, Anyways. you can Google them real quick if you want. I'll, I'll Google it. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right. So I'm sorry. I, I started talking. I should have been more prepared. No, no, it's all good, man. It's only 12:30 Eastern time. It's not like it's that late. All right. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, I'll do shout outs real quick. Okay. Shout out to Roa Schmate for watching us. Jamie Pania, Hubert Jackson, Steve Smith, Dan Foster, Subaton One, Stephen Shaw, Terrell Scott, Mister Vegeta 92 with the Dragon Ball Z status. Holiday one nine seven, Trey six two three four, Jeremy Bowers who can't wrap his head around this women's division booking. Neither can I, my friend. Although uh, I'm a little more uh, mind boggled by the cruiserweight division booking. Eric Flores, Christopher Rivera. We also have here Man Tour, Nicole Castellan, John Smith, WBA. Russ of the High Bros and Freaky Plays, Delta Games, some dude named John Cena who's not the real John Cena. You some can't guy prove named that. Enri- some guy named Enrique, Faceman Buddha, what's up? Genetic Horizon, Dan Fusio, Killian Hubert Jackson, and many many more here. Terrell X, Josh Sturm. And we got Bugatti Ruckus. Probably a few others I missed, but those are the ones I will shout out tonight. Scott, did you find info you were looking for? Well, I know it's Rowan Hansen, and I can't think of who the, the, the two guys are. They Russell. All right. Well, you know what? Let's keep it but simple. Just, just watch it. Just, wa- just watch ROH, guys. Yes. Watch, watch ROH. Support whatever wrestling you want to support. <laughs> Feel free to Sorry. sample different types of wrestling like I do on a regular basis. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you didn't watch Hell in a Cell, like I said, watch the three Hell in a Cell matches. They're worth your time. Everything else is kind of, yeah, not not really. But overall, thumbs up show. If you enjoyed this recap, please click the like button. Please share this with all your friends. Please don't forget to subscribe for more WWE updates. Please feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel for video games, youtube.com slash TSC Gaming. I got a ton of WWE 2K17 videos on that channel, so check it out. Until next time, everybody, woo! As always, enjoy the matches.